1: Okay, how does Belly get tossed for that? He just, a Aflalo almost took his entire head off his body. He, he put him in a headlock to calm him down. He him yeah. a little push. He took a whack bat at, back at him, and that's oh, why they tossed him. Oh, if someone's trying to Man. knock your teeth out. It was a stiff terrible, arm. They played a terrible game. Got what they deserved. Okay, they beat a bunch of good teams. They'll be Things fine. All right, be. let's talk Vikings. It's yeah. Bell. Yeah. Ring
2: the bell? Oh.
3: steps into it.
4: Passes is oh. oh.
5: Forced the turnover. Teague in transition feeds Wiggins. And Jimmy Butler follows the play for the stuff. Swung on Tomahawk to deep center field. Long run for Buxton on the track. Leaps at
4: the wall. He made the catch. Slammed into the wall. Back on the track. He's laying on his back and hung on. Oh, Byron Buxton. What a center fielder he is. Get out of my Get out of my
1: I, I've been doing that for three days straight too. I don't know about you guys. Hyperventilating is my favorite. <laughs> Those are all male voices, by the way. <laughs> are they really all males? I saw another really? one. All males. I getting saw that another high. one on Facebook this oh, morning. Wow. It was it, it was a different one than that one, but it was the same shrieking noise for like a minute and a half straight. The guy took his shirt off and just danced around his living room while his girlfriend or <laughs> wife took a video. Like, what are you doing?
0: I had no idea that those were all male voices. Yes. I had no clue. Yes. Wow. Yes. So so with that, I have a very simple question for you boys. Don't jinx it. Okay. I'm about to a little bit, but I think I, I can go there. The, Vi- the parade route? The Vikings are going not that much. Uh, the Vikings are going to the uh, an NFC title game. Well, they're going to the Super Bowl, but that's fine. The Twins.
1: I'll, 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 I'll give you that part of it.
0: The Twins went from horrendous to a playoff spot, and they look pretty good. The Wolves, despite the fact that they lost last night, are in fourth place in the Western Conference. They're 29-17. They just won five consecutive against pretty good teams at home, and they certainly look as if they're going back to the playoffs for the first time in 13 years, and they have Towns and Butler. They look pretty good. The Wild's the Wild. They're not terrible, but nonetheless, are we entering, are we potentially going into a bizarro place in, in the sports landscape professionally in this town where we're about to have a bunch of teams Joined the links, and this is about to become not just a competent, but a very competitive, compelling, and winning
1: sports town. The Gophers beat Penn State. Get out! Oh my god. Um maybe. Is that is that a good enough cop out answer? Maybe. I I will say um we're going through this exorcism process right now and the the Vikings are leading the charge because they're obviously the first ones into the the fire here. They're two games to go. And the the Wolves have their own process to go through uh, that involves the Golden State Warriors and the prime of LeBron James and that's a whole another mountain to to climb. But here's my theory on it. All right. You tell me what you think Mm -hmm. when you're trying to shake decades of disappointment or curses or however you want to classify it. Mm -hmm. There's a certain exorcism process in sports that you're just apparently forced to go through. It's like, it's like a pain body that you confront years and years of every negative thing that's ever happened to you as a fan base that piles up inside you that creates this anxious energy. So when you're up 17 to nothing, but you have this giant pain body on your shoulders, and the Saints convert a first down. Your first thought is, "Oh my God, they're past the 50, Not, "Hey, it's seventeen nothing. We're at home, and like you know, we we always would this ch-. is
0: the start of the end." Correct. Yes, I got. Gotcha. So it's like I gotcha. there's, so
1: there's 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 that phase you have to go through, uh-huh. and it's like there's a sports rite of passage where you have to go through this excruciating pain in order to get to the other side. And other franchises have gone through it and exercise the demons, and they've had to face major adversity at the the exact point of turnaround. Mm-hmm. And we went through the Red Sox on Monday, we went through the Red Sox on Tuesday, um, where, where you need something extraordinary to help push that rock up the hill for the, the final few feet, right? Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavs went 45 years without winning a championship. Heartbreak in the playoffs, Michael Jordan ripping their heart out in the Eastern Conference playoffs. LeBron's first time around, best player in the NBA. Uh, they, they couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. They had to fall down three games to one to the Golden State Warriors, and fans had to think, oh, my God, we're going to lose a get- down three games to one? Like, why did the, like all oh, the Warriors are going to be the, the best team in the NBA now when we have LeBron James back in his prime? They had to go through that experience before they came back to roll off three straight wins to win the NBA championship two or three years ago. The Chicago Cubs. 108 year drought at the point of the turnaround. I'm not talking about the like the goat and the uh like the 1984 blown lead. I'm talking about at the point of turnaround. Yeah. They had to fall down 3 games to 1. Yep. The fans had to think, "Oh my god, like why is this happening again?" And then they had to overcome a blown four-run lead in Game 7 of the World Series. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, with the with the Rajai Davis home run, it felt like, again, in that moment, mm-hmm. oh my, it's almost like a rite of passage. And then the Red Sox down three games to none, and then down a run in the bottom of the ninth inning and in the Dave Roberts stolen base. Even to get the final exorcism mm-hmm. of your cursed franchise, mm-hmm. you have to go through this crazy rite of passage in order to emerge... Through to the other side. Does that make sense? It does. So does that mean... And that, the Vikings sort of did well, that against the Saints is what I'm so, saying.
0: So does that mean if this town is truly going uh, going to uh, turn things around, if you're all of a sudden going to become a winning sports town, then it's absolutely imperative that the Vikings win the Super Bowl based on this. Of course, they, yes. They are the team. But I'm saying for the rest of the team, so I'm, what I'm saying is for the Twins and Wolves to follow them they are they are the team with the curses and jinxes. They are the they are the team. The Twins have have won two World Series. The Wolves have not made the playoffs for 13 years. But the Wolves have what? They were an expansion franchise in 89 or so. My point being is, for this to truly turn itself completely around, from what you're saying, you almost have to have the Vikings lead the way because they they are the franchise. Standing in the way because they're the team that's lost the title games, the Super Bowls. They, they're the team that, that's won all those division championships and been really good for a really, really, really long time, and yet they can't get past that. So, so they they are the the key player in this to push through that door if everyone else is to follow.
1: Yes, I, I mean, yeah, they're the that's very deep, they're the biggest the fish in this pond. But it's but it's true. It's it's amazing how how often it happens, and then it's it's sort of exacerbated by fans always feeling like even when you have that four it's almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy the cubs are up 5 to 1 game 7 of the world series and you've got this lights out bullpen on the horizon you got the best lineup in baseball but you know you'll you walk a batter then there's a base hit or something and everyone starts to starts to pucker mm-hmm. and uh, yes, you know the vikings do. in that locker room can tell you that hey we haven't been around we weren't even around for the 09 game only Brian robinson was around so this is all but you can feel it there's a certain negative anxious energy and, and the players feel it looking at their social media they feel it just listening to the crowd knowing' sure, which gets all nervous yeah uh, but they can tell by the tone of the media's questions when you know beat writers are asking about 98 and 2009 so it's it's something that they can definitely feel and it's palpable um, but I would say you know, you've you've kind of been on the side of getting to the Super Bowl would be would make this a successful season and I feel more strongly than ever that that's not true. Because if they lose, if they get there and then they lose to either the Jaguars or the Patriots, Mm -hmm. you're not going to remember this season as a wild success because Stefan Diggs carried you through to the NFC Championship game. You're going to think of it as a giant failure because it's just another crushing loss in a huge game. And it's a fifth Super Bowl loss. Been, there will be no good feeling if they don't win the Super Bowl. You see, I don't
0: agree with, with that. This this is a town... I mean, that's of, this, absurd. This is a town that... Ha- well, wait, wait, wait. This is a town that hasn't seen a, a Super Bowl in so long. I, I'm not saying that if you if you win the game, it definitely breaks down barriers and changes the, the entire perception of, of a franchise that's been considered to be jinxed or cursed. I get that, okay? But... This is a fan base, a lot of it, who has never seen the Vikings get that far. That's why I think if you win on Sunday and go to that game, people are going to fondly recall this year. But if we are talking about completely changing the perception and how people feel about this franchise then yes, you have to win that game. But I don't think it's a failure if they don't. I don't think it's a failure if they get there and lose, unless they lose in some horrific Viking-like fashion.
1: But at this point, there's been a 55-year, well, let's call it a like a 40-year like a running narrative that they can't pay it off in the end. It's one of the most successful regular season franchises in the four major sports. They've only had like three true debacle seasons If you take away the first three or four years of expansion, they've only had like three or four debacle seasons. So it's... I mean, the narrative is, and it's correct, they can't finish it off in the end. That the franchise is cursed. That in the end, at the end of every season, they rip your heart out. Mm -hmm. The only way to change that narrative is to win the Super Bowl. That's it. There's no other way to make you feel differently at the end of the season other than to hoist a Lombardi trophy.
0: I disagree. I I disagree because this... The majority of this fan base now is used to getting to NFC title games and losing those in, in some type of terrible I think terrible you're misreading fashion. what, the, what those fans think, are going to feel. Twitter poll. I'm Let, part of that a fan base. Let's do a poll. Dave
1: is part of that fan base. I don't think it's the a Vic, failure, though. Would so. you feel good at the end of the season with anything other than a Super Bowl win for this team?
6: I'm actually surprised you're going the way you are, Phil, because if I remember right what the Vikings are owed for their last five NFC championship games, is that the number? Boy. I think that's it. 87-98-2000-2009
0: sure, Am I missing one? Uh, is the, was four, there one? It is. Was there one in
1: the late seventies or early eighties after they uh, lost? Did they ever get back to the NFC I Championship after they lost four Super Bowls? I don't think they. It's at least four. I don't okay. think they did. So, so whatever, it's at least four.
6: For four, for whatever it is, people of our generation, Phil, is what I'm trying to say. We've never seen them get to a Super Bowl. It's simply been an NFC Championship game, and that's where the season ends. So yeah, on some level, if you just take one step further than you've ever literally seen the team go, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, su- a success on on some level. It's certainly not the ultimate. I mean, you want the team to win the Super Bowl, but getting there, I think, is a giant step.
1: I think you guys are. I mean, we're, we just we disagree. I think you guys are caught up in well, just get another step further than you've been in, let's say, our lifetimes, or than they've been in forty years. So some people haven't seen it since they were ten years old. And I'm speaking for how you feel at the end of the season as a Vikings fan, any generation, going back 55 years, and you feel like they can never pay it off because that's the way it's been for for a half century. I think The only way to change that narrative is to win the Super Bowl. I
0: think if you win on Sunday and you play the Patriots in the Super Bowl and you lose to the Patriots and it's not some spectacular meltdown, I think the majority of th- this fan base sees the season as a huge success. And I think their their response would, would be, we had a great year and we lost to the Patriots, who are a great franchise.
1: You know what though? If, I don't think, if I don't that's think true,
0: that they would say this has been a failure by any
1: means. If that's true, and you have one of the best coaches in the NFL, you've got one of the best defenses we've seen in the NFL in 10 years, you're playing a home Super Bowl and you just had a lightning bolt of fortune strike the field at the end of the division round game against the Saints. Mm-hmm. If at the end of all of that, when you put that whole recipe together, if your mindset is still, eh, that's okay, well, I guess we'll try to get him next time. After 55 years of this, then I think you are perpetuating the losing. I do. I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy then.
6: That might be a lot of people's mindset, and that might be a loser's mindset. But I think for a lot of then fans— Then crown the Patriots. I, well, and for a lot then of fans, them. I think in this town, it's a lot of people probably agree with you, Phil, that it's win or bust, but I think a lot of people also think that, hey, you know, getting to the game, it's at home, we got the two-week buildup, this was awesome. And they're probably, perhaps wrongly, thinking— <laughs> I mean, Zim, here. we got the defense we will be back next year, no yeah, worries. That's, yeah, that's probably the, true. The
1: the night and, and and that's a that's a myth too because the 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears maybe the two greatest defenses of ever in the NFL. They were only the number 1 defense for like another year maybe. The Ravens I think dropped to like 5th the next year and then it was so all right. I mean, you can you can hope that you're going to have the number 1 defense again but very
6: historically unlikely. It now, also might depend on how you lose the Super that's Bowl. What that that's happen. what I was just going to say. Now,
0: if you play the Patriots and and you're up uh, ten zip at the half and things look fantastic, and then they start to come back and and you lose on, on a Kai Forbath miss, that changes it. But I think if you go, go and play the Patriots in that game and you lose twenty one to ten or yeah, something, by people are going to say this was great.
1: That's ridiculous. I, I, I think, think that's, that's what people are going to say. Let's get okay six five one six four six eight two five five. Is there a finish to this season other than winning the Super Bowl that will make you feel good as a Vikings fan? 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Let's uh, talk about the the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities here for just a moment before we dive into some of your thoughts and opinions and phone calls. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, where the 2018 RAV4, is, uh, th- this is an unbelievable deal. It's $199 per month on a lease, a three-year lease, with a very reasonable down payment. That's one of the best vehicles in the world right now. It's an SUV, uh, spaciousness, great gas mileage for an SUV, and also, as our phone lines are just exploding right now, people have thoughts on this, and this is going to be very exciting coming back, but... uh <laughs> It, it handles like a Camry or a Corolla, but gives you the safety features and the spaciousness of an SUV. So I highly recommend going in for a test drive. That's, it's, we're dead, in the dead of winter right now, and you uh, you could use the safety features in the four-wheel drive, and you're taking kids to hockey or whatever, uh, whatever practice you're loading the kids up. Go check out the 2018 RAV4 at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. And LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, where you can check out all kinds of other specials on brand new vehicles as well.
7: Mackie and Judd now continue. Oh, my God, you guys, I am so stoked you are here. You have no idea.
1: Mackie and Judd on 1500
2: ESPN.
7: That's
1: my favorite that no, last one's hilarious. my favorite one. It's hilarious. Uh so my my stance is and we're we're debating this just for the the entire first segment. My stance is you're in too deep this season. I understand the points you guys are making, which there's a whole generation plus of Vikings fans like myself born in 1985, Dave mid 80s. If you're if you're under the age of 40, you've never seen the Vikings play in a Super Bowl. So I understand The hypothetical notion that, well, if they just get there, you're going to feel great because they got there and you've never seen them get there. And I'm saying they've broken your heart at the end of every single season, regardless of how old you are, for 55 years. You're in too deep at this point. There's only four teams left. You had a miracle finish to a game that you pulled out of your rear end at the end. It's all or nothing. And any result other than a super bowl win is going to make you feel terrible when it's all said and done whether it's this sunday or in 3 weeks and my point, that's my stance and
0: my point is as long as you don't have a, a colossal meltdown in in the game here on feb 4 I think that you're going to go away
1: with a lot of your fan base saying that was a great year. So your notion is if the Patriots put you to sleep 24 to 10, I think that you're going to you feel lose, great after that game. I think if you That's lose That's absurd. No,
0: it's not. I think if you lose 24 to 10, what you're going to have is a lot of fans say that was a great fun year. It was a It's not going to be a year. I Boy. don't If you lose 24 to 10, I don't think it gets lumped in with 98 and 2009 and 15 as far as you're, you're not going to go away feel, feeling as if there's a curse or jinx against your franchise. Boy,
1: I, I couldn't disagree more, but 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. We've got loaded lines right now. Let's go to a Paul. What's up, Paul?
7: My wife, I turned to her after the game Sunday, and I said, if they make the Super Bowl and lose, would you be okay with that? She says, Absolutely. They're they're one of what six or seven teams that haven't made the Super Bowl since 1977. It's and not a
1: big list, Paul.
7: Well, I mean, I would it's, challenge it's, you it's to not.
1: to to I would I I would challenge you guys the day after that happens to to meditate on your feelings and tell I me if that's true.
7: De- it depends how they lose, Phil. You got to remember we're on a <laughs> that's a lot of massaging. Court. We're we're on our third string quarterback here. We we shouldn't be here right now if we had a normal third string quarterback. Uh, the, the, there, there's so many things that had to break right. Aaron Rodgers hurting his shoulder. This isn't like some juggernaut Minnesota Viking team that was favored to get here and win. Uh, you know, if, if we if we don't lose in a heartbreak fashion, if we lose by a couple touchdowns, you just kind of go, okay, they're the better team. We shouldn't have been there in the first place uh, under normal circumstances.
1: I mean, thank thank you, Paul. This is the this is the best third down defense maybe in the history of the NFL. This is one of the only defenses and, in the NFL's recent history that's led the league in yardage, third downs, and points allowed. And, and I'm not stop saying stop. Like, I'm not wait, wait, wait. Stop massaging it.
0: I'm not saying you wouldn't be disappointed. What I'm saying is I don't think people are going to look back then and say this was a failure.
5: Mike, you're on the show. Hi. First of all, you guys need to stop talking that at the a foregone conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> playing us. Sorry, sorry, Mike. Forth. Second of all, I've got a quick comparison. Okay, let's say the next step for the Gopher football team is to make the Big Ten, or the uh, the Rose Bowl, right? They have to win that to pay it off. Like, when was it, 93, that Northwestern went to the Rose Bowl? They got smoked. They've been very average since then. Wisconsin all of a sudden pops up and goes to a couple Rose Bowls in like 97, 98. They win them. Those are program-changing wins. The Vikings have to pay it off. And win the whole damn thing. If they don't and you accept it, you are just another loser franchise.
1: It is. Like, Mike, I would say this the Vikings have football cancer, okay? It's like if, sure. if you need to cure the cancer, and the only way to cure the cancer is to get rid of the cancer. And the cancer is they've never won a Super yeah. Bowl. Now, you could say, listen, be... I've, got, I've got a form of treatment. You can take this, and you won't have to come back to the hospital for like nine months. Mm-hmm. But then no, you're going to have to address it again in nine months. Ahead.
3: You have to win it in order to be taken seriously. You have to win it. Yes.
1: Yes. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Let's keep taking some calls here. Uh, Rick, you're on the show.
4: Uh, Phil, Judd, Judd, I'm much closer to you in age than I am to Phil, but Phil, you you nailed it right on the head. Got to say, a loss is a loss. I don't care if you lose by 14, you lose by 3. Uh, I've seen all four Super Bowl losses. Uh, This this town is Vikings crazy, and it's yet to uh, produce any results in terms of tangible championships. Why in the world would the fan base, as crazy as they are, be okay and say, well, you know, it was a great season? It's only a great season if you win the whole darn thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's true. I see. De- def- I, defend yourself, I, Judd. Okay, I see where. I guess that's a barrage I, I see, of criticism. I see where. Hey, hey, hey.
0: We have three calls and one agreed with me. Uh, I see where Rick is going. And, and if you saw the four Super Bowl losses, I think I can get his point more. But what I'm saying is I think a large portion of this fan base, uh, which started to follow th- this team approximately the time that Moss jo- joined the team for the the first of the completely devastating title game losses, I think those people would be very happy with the Super Bowl. Where are you getting that from? With an appearance.
1: Is it just a, like, you're just 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 guessing on behalf of younger Vikings fans? Yes,
0: I am am guessing on behalf of people who were crushed in 98-2009 and 2015, I'm guessing on behalf of them that just getting to the game will be a massive accomplishment. I'm not saying they won't be disappointed if they lose. They will be for sure. But I do think that those people would take some solitude in the fact that, that this team finally reached a Super Bowl, which in their in their time following this uh, club, they never have.
1: They'll be Speaking on behalf of that generation, it will be crushing, regardless okay. of how the Super Bowl is lost. Right. It will be crushing. Hey, Tom.
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I think we need to go back to expectations. At the beginning of the year, we did not expect the Vikings to be in the NFC Championship game. I'm 51 years old. I am happy. With what we've done thus far, if we lose the Super Bowl, will I be happy? No. But it isn't gonna be crushing. I I think next year expectations will be higher, and if we fail, then then I'll probably be crushed.
1: I would say on the expectations front, I don't I don't buy into the well look look what the expectations were six months ago thing. I mean, okay, the nineteen ninety eight Vikings, did anyone expect that team to be fifteen and one in August? We thought, oh, you know what, Randy Moss is gonna be really good and this offense has a real chance. But expectations change throughout the year when you see, whoa, this offense, just like halfway through this season, you're looking at this defense saying, that is next level stuff right there. Mm -hmm. Um, You could say the same thing about the 1999 Rams that went on to win the Super Bowl. Did it? Did Rams fans even think that was a four and twelve team the year before? Yeah, Kurt Trent, Warner's with your Trent damn Green, quarterback. With
0: Trent Green was, was uh, supposed to be your starting quarterback, right, that but season got but, hurt.
1: But if, but if the if the Titans get one extra yard in that Super Bowl and then they go to overtime mm-hmm. and the Titans win that game, are Rams fans going to sit there and say, "Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I know that was a soul crushing loss, but uh, you know, we didn't expect much when Kurt Warner took over in Week One. It's." It's soul crushing. It will be soul crushing if they don't I win don't, the Super Bowl. I don't. Th- I don't agree with that. If you lose, if
0: you don't lose in dramatic, tra- uh, tragic fashion, I don't know if soul crushing is the right word. I think right, it's too let,
1: strong. Let's go to Philadelphia for uh, a different perspective. Don in Philadelphia, fire away.
4: Hey, yo, know, you guys up there in that little small sports market bubble you're living in, you're overlooking the game this Sunday, where you're not even going to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, this is Philly. We're not playing some warm dome, okay? This is Philadelphia. We're going to take your hearts out of your check. Eagles will be in the Super Bowl. We end your playoff hopes every single time. It ain't going to be no different this year.
1: I couldn't hear Don. There's a skull chant happening in the background here. Don, I I have a a question for you real quick. Don, um, how many Mm. points per game have the Eagles scored in the last three weeks? At home, by the way, on that... On that vaunted turf that you talk about, that that unbreakable force of of Philadelphia fans and atmosphere. Uh, how many how many points bro. per game have you guys scored? you
4: yeah, referring to the game where we pulled our starters out against Dallas, where we scored zero points because that kind of offset. I, I'm pretty sure you guys had your starters in the last game because you're still trying to you're still in our shadows. You know, being that sea beneath us. All of your accomplishments this season have been overshadowed by us. We have. You've always been beneath us and always will be.
0: Hey Don. Don, you got you got to be uh up front though and say that when Nick Foles is starting at quarterback,
1: it causes you a little bit of angst, right? Your quarterback looks like Napoleon Dynamite, Don, let's be honest.
4: Oh, we're going off the quarterback's looks now. Okay, I guess... Uh, no,
0: no, guess, wait, wait, wait. No. Yeah, just, he's got tater
1: tots in his wait, pockets. Wait, wait Let's wait, be wait. honest.
0: God, no, just the fact that Nick Foles is starting a QB cannot sit really well with fans there. The
4: fact Case Cam's your your quarterback couldn't sit very well, what is his QB rating every time he gets rushed out of the pocket? I think he had a 5.1 QB rating when he was under pressure against the Saints.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. What? Yeah, that, th- that throw to the right side of the sideline, that was a terrible throw at the end of the game. I'm with you.
4: Those defense ain't nothing like that front-line defense in Philly. Fletcher Cox is going to be putting him through the ground. He's going to be picking dirt and grass out of his mouth for freaking weeks to come. Yeah,
1: Don, I feel like you're over-projecting, sensing another devastating loss in the NFC Championship game, which you're used to as well in Philadelphia for your Eagles.
4: Even gone to Super Bowl. At least I saw one in my life. Yeah. And it's just really funny. That little small sports market. You really think there's something? We're big time down here.
1: Yeah, we're we'll big time. Hey, is uh, Joel Embiid? Uh, is he playing tonight? I don't even know. He's probably going to sit, right? Because he sits every other game.
4: <laughs> Are you thinking of be having the Timberwolves now?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> ab- absolutely.
4: absolutely. Did I miss something? I All mean, right, you got the Warriors in your conference. I like how you got to switch over sports. Hey, what was the last time the Twins won the World Series, by the way? I'm kind of curious.
1: The the hilarious part about the 76ers is there's like a good team and a half in the Eastern Conference, and they'd be the nine seed right now if the playoffs started today. Hey, who has oh champions? my god, that's amazing.
4: Which sports that has more championships? Philadelphia or Minnesota? Straight up question.
1: Well, the Minneapolis Lakers won a bunch of them you know, back in the fifties, Don.
4: Has, I don't know how many championships you had. One amongst your entire city. Hey Don, I'm gonna, spe- 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 I'm gonna
1: spell I'm gonna spell something out sure for you, a- Don. Run. L Y N X, Don. L Y N X.
4: God, I wish the, I wish this
0: guy. Don, Don calm down. Take a deep breath, okay? <laughs> I want you to calm down. It's Wednesday. The game's on Sunday. There's plenty of time to get excited and drink beers. This whole town's
4: excited right now. We'll just, Calm down, Vikings fans! Here we already bought out the tickets in 20 seconds. Well, I hope you did.
0: It's the NFC title Listen, game, Don. We wish you. That doesn't take a big town to buy out tickets for the bleeping NFC title game. We Don. wish
1: you the best of luck finding a good bar to watch the Super Bowl at when the Vikings play the Patriots in three weeks. It's going to be fun. Thank you for calling the show. Really appreciate it. That was a good call from Don in Philly. That was appreciate a
0: it. that that by the way was a Philadelphia sports call for an entire show. Like if you open the phone lines, that's the phone call that you
1: get the sure. entire show. And you know what? That's a lot of overprojecting. That's a really insecure fan base as well. They overproject this confidence because They're deep on. down they know that their hearts get shattered. They want to be New York outside of the one year where they had like the six best starting pitchers in baseball, um, and they, I believe they only cashed in once with that starting rotation, about, which is kind of criminal. How about how defensive? Don was yeah yeah. Uh, Drew McGarry. <laughs> You may recognize him from Deadspin. We can ask him the question. He's going to join us when we come back. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad.
0: What's wrong with it? I love the fact that people can't stand it. Yeah. Or that a lot I of people can't stand it. Yeah. It's great. Mackey and Judd.
4: If you'd vote him for
0: Donald Trump, you can't stand it. Yes. Right. Yes. You're right. convinced this is the worst thing ever to happen <laughs> yes. in sport. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: On 1500 ESPN.
4: And steps into it. Passes. <laughs>
1: I love people are responding. We, don't, if you missed it last segment, Don from Philadelphia had to puff his chest and call into a local Minneapolis sports talk radio show. And uh, let's see here, Els uh, chimes in on Twitter. This guy from Philly is too much. Hey, it's Don from Philly, and I'm going to reinforce every stereotype <laughs> you Minnesotans have about people from Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, Drew McGarry writes for Deadspin, and he penned an awesome piece the other day that you should go read and uh, and follow along with your own emotions as you think back to Sunday. We already have Philadelphia fans calling in to trash talk and overproject. project uh, If you look in the mirror, Philadelphia fans, you're pretty much the Vikings. No Super Bowls in a half century, so overprojecting projecting before this game with Nick Foles as your starting quarterback, Drew, probably not the best idea.
5: I actually did the research, and the Vikings are the winningest team to never win a Super Bowl. And I thought the Eagles were number two, but they are not. Really? They're number they're number four.
1: Whoa! Hold on. Let's try to so Super Bowl era only, right? Um, Uh,
5: No, no. I went all the way. I went all the way back. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Um, We can beat it. Well, the
0: that's a that's a really. If you went all, all the way back, I'm not sure then
5: You won't, you wouldn't guess the other two. Number two is Carolina, which kinda doesn't uh, count because Yeah,
1: whatever, like they, they just started. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number three is Cleveland. Oh,
1: because, because the
0: way they, back Jim because Jim Brown good yeah, back like, in the day. Yeah. Yes, that's the weird thing about them, exactly. Yeah, like the wee- yeah
5: they got they got a good head start. Whatever. I don't care. Sunday was awesome. Woo yeah! Dude,
1: it was have you have you come down yet? Are you still on the ceiling?
5: I you know, when I still watch the video, I still just burst. I'm just <laughs> giddy. It really is. It really was just it was it was the best sports moment of, of my life. And and I can be pretty definitive about that, I think. There were other really nice I mean, I remember other nice Vikings wins like the Randy Moss debut game at Lambeau Field and I remember I remember Dante Cope ever beating uh the Bills at the last second in the regular season once and Brett Favre to Greg Lewis. I remember that. Yep. But this is this is on a plain
0: way about that to so, me. so drew how long uh if it's happened by now did it take uh did it take you to get through your head that they actually won because it took me it took me from the time Diggs caught that ball and scored it took me until Tuesday to actually process the play itself and, and the, the, the fact that that wasn't some like weird dream sequence.
5: It was weird because, you know, normally, like, someone asked me, like, well, did you wait for a – you know, to make sure there were no flags on the play or was there any – you know, or that some, or that he had stepped out of bounds. Like, someone asked me, like, you know, oh, did you have a split second where you thought he stepped out of bounds? And I just remember as the play was unraveling, I don't think I had any of those worries. I was just – it was just an instant, oh, my God, they're going to win. Just like that. Just like – it was almost like my – My DNA altered in that moment where it was just, no, they're winning and he did it. Holy, holy moly. I can't swear, but I swore a lot.
1: Yeah, I think, I think like every, we were, the superstar Mike Morris and I, we do, we do the post-game call-in show. We literally, like we, the, the marketing ploy of the show is we go live right when the game ends and take your reaction right away. And like, we were just, it was this out of body experience that whether you're an old Vikings fan and you sat through the seventies or whether you're more of the Randy Moss generation Vikings fan, like you said, it was like your DNA altered in some form and your reality changed completely. It's like, like stranger things where there's another reality uh, that's kind of like underneath the floor of the current reality. And that's what we've stepped into. Do the Vikings, Drew McGarry, to what degree do they have to win a Super Bowl to validate that play in your mind?
5: I don't know because you know I still have that memory and so you know, I mean, look, they haven't won Jack in my time in my lifetime. You know, they haven't even they haven't even gone to a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I think I was born the, the exact same year that they they were last in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just to see them go would be a big deal. But just to have this, you know, I've sort of rationalized that that I don't necessarily, you know, that I have gotten value out being a Vikings fan, despite the fact that they haven't won anything. Like, I sort of have to think that way. Otherwise, if the whole fair has been really stupid. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah, Otherwise, true. I've wasted a lot of my time. <laughs> I have to find value in small moments like this. So, yeah, if they, if they lose to Philly, it'll suck. Or if they go to a hometown Super Bowl, and I have to wait two agonizing weeks just to watch them get destroyed by the Patriots, yes, that'll also suck. But it won't. Uh, you know, it won't ruin what happened on Sunday for me. I just, it just—it can't. It was just too genuine and, and too wonderful of a moment to to get me down. I, I really did. It really was just one of the nicest things that's ever happened. And I and I and I, I refuse to let it be sullied by whatever awful thing happens next. I do.
0: I do think that that for fans like you, Drew, I think they have to beat. Philly on Sunday, I think if they lose that game, it, it basically goes into your chest again and rips your heart out. Um, if they make the Super Bowl and they play the Patriots, though, and they lose by, let's say, 12, I think you're disappointed but not crushed. I think if they lose on Sunday, there's a very good chance that, that you're crushed by that loss.
5: Well, the other thing is that that's, that's the thing you never know, because when that sort of play happens, there's two ways it can go. It was either, okay, well, it was a fluke play and they kind of deserved to lose, or they're a team of destiny and this is a sign that they're gonna go on a run. And I'd have no I have no real inkling as to as to how it's gonna play out for the Vikings. But you'll see that. You'll see so many so many teams of like Destiny that have that sort of strange miracle win along the way. So it wouldn't surprise me if that ended up being the case. But then, you know, it's the Vikings. So yeah, if they lose to Philly, yeah, it wouldn't be great because I think they ought to beat Philly. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of teams ought to have beaten Philly with Nick Foles, and they haven't yet. So,
0: if if they win two more games, uh, how does your perception and your life as a Vikings fan change? I mean, if you if you wake up in what approximately three weeks, and and this team has done something that they have never done before, how much are you going to wake up and be altered to a certain degree?
5: I don't know. Don't you already feel sort of altered, right? Don't you feel? A bit more relaxed and confident, you know. Like
0: I think you're right about I, that. Yes.
5: yes, I just um, I don't know. I it just it, you just it just feels nice, you know. It's just a really nice. It's a it's a nice warm feeling, you know. It's like a like a shot of bourbon. It just feels good inside, and I, I assume it'll feel good. I assume I'll get drunk and jump around like a loon and cry, out, oh my god, and just not stop swearing. And you know, I think the the other thing is, I mean, I had, I do have some some measure of fear, because I was a Michigan fan, uh, like a rabid Michigan fan when I was a kid uh, for Michigan football. And I remember after they won the 1997 national title, they split it with Nebraska that year. Um, and I, I, and after that, I sort of drifted off into being casual about it. I wasn't quite as fiery about it as I, as I had been. And so sometimes I wonder, ooh, well, would, I, would I cool off on the Vikings the same way? Would I just become – would I be like, oh, well, there you go. I, I've completely – I've completed the video game, you know, but <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's what happened because the, the Vikings have been with me much longer and, and all that. But um, you know, that is that fear. But I, you know, none of that's going to get in the way of me enjoying yeah. what, what will happen if, if they if they pull it off. I mean, it would be. <laughs> It would be amazing. That there would be Case Keenum of all people. I mean, are you kidding me? See, that's
1: the thing. Like the, the Case Keenum factor in all of this is so it's hard for everyone, whether you're a Vikings fan or you're just like trying to analyze these games from if you're like talking head guy on ESPN or whatever, the case Keenum factor is hard to process because you saw what he was just garbage for five years before he became a Viking. And like Old Takes Exposed keeps retweeting the poll we put up a few months ago. How screwed are the Vikings now that Case Keenum is the starter? And it was like, really screwed, super screwed, pretty darn screwed, and he's this MVP candidate now. He's not going to win it, but um, like, how do you, if you had to give him, if you're at the negotiating table with him and he's a free agent right now and you don't know what's going to happen in these next two games, are you getting married to him? Are you like franchising? What do you do with Case Keenum?
5: I mean, I think they kind of have to at this point. I don't know that it's like the rational decision, right? Because – You know he has a penchant for throwing the ball up for grabs, and he has two wideouts who are really good at you know making up for that. You know, so there's a lot, there's a lot there. And yeah, is he worth twenty five million dollars a year? I don't know, probably not. But hell, look at what he just did. Yeah, that's insane. You know, (laughs) you can't. Sometimes rationality can't really go with it because people have rationalized, you know, starting Sam Bradford at quarterback for you know nearly a decade now, and they don't have a lot to show for it. So. I don't know. I, you know, case is done. What case is done, and and I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and and poo-poo it. You know, I I may as well just buy in and enjoy him And if they extend him and it doesn't work out, that's that's all right. I I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them for overpaying Case Keenum for for what he's done this season.
0: Give us the the story of of you w- watching the game and your eight year old son telling you to calm down.
5: Yeah, he. I'm screaming, and this was before this was before the play, so. You know, it was as the lead was eroding, and the, you know there was the blocked punt, and just all this other awful stuff, and it was clear. You know, it was clear they they were going to blow it somehow, and I was like, you know, I was just yelling and I was annoyed, and you know, sometimes there'd be a little sliver of hope, like when Corbath, uh, 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 he briefly retook the lead, and I was like, yeah, and you know, but my son looked at me, he's like, Dad, calm down, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, and and you know, and. And I was saying to to my friend, I was like, you know, that you know, normally that's like a nice little sort of bit of perspective. Oh, your kids, you know, they make you see the big picture. I didn't want that. I, I was like, shut up, kid. Like, Leave me alone. It's my time to freak out. I'll, I'll be calm when the game's over. No way.
1: I love like that. I can't get enough of the videos. Like just going through every social media feed ever, just searching for more f- more yeah. grown adults freaking out. Uh, we had someone sent us the security camera from their living room and just, like, three depressed adults and a kid playing with Legos, and then the play happens, and, like, the kid doesn't know what's happening, and the adults are just jumping all over each other and then, like, flicking off the TV because Sean Payton came on. And, like, I could watch a hundred more of those in succession without getting bored. It's amazing.
5: Yeah, my, my friend Alex Perrine, he, uh, he was watching it, and they had a baby. They had a new baby. So they all jumped up. The baby was just utterly terrified. Just, started, <laughs> just had no idea what was going. On. Just started crying, and they're like, no, "No, no, it's all right." Woo! And they had to like alternate between making sure the baby didn't die of fright. Yes. Exactly. win. Yeah. And the sideline cam. I still watch the sideline cam, and I still watch the uh, that wild that, that tweet from the wild uh, in the big. I don't even know what where they were where there's, like, a thousand people watching, you at know, like, a mall or something like that. Yeah, our producer, Dave, was in yeah. that
1: group just hugging random strangers. Yeah, apparently it was during the Canadian National Anthem, like, right in the middle of it when it's all quiet and the concourses blew up because there was nobody in the arena actually ready for the game.
5: <laughs> just that moment where it elevates, you know, where it just there's that step where it's, okay, oh, my God, he caught it, we're in field goal range, to Oh, wait, we're winning it now. Like, that, that instant, like, Boost, it's like a turbo charge Yes, I can't get enough of it. Just shoot into my
1: veins forever yes. and ever. Amazing, Drew McGarry, uh, Deadspin. Hey, I, I, you, you wrote a book a couple of years ago. What? Where can people find your other stuff? Deadspin.com. Where else can people find you, Drew? I'm a Deadspin in GQ,
5: and you can find my books on Amazon if you want to contribute to the charitable cause of making me wealthy. <laughs> awesome.
1: Boom. <laughs> Thank All you, right, Drew. Appreciate uh, the time. We'll see what happens Sunday, but uh, enjoy it.
5: Thanks, God. Bye. All right, Bye. Drew
1: McGarry. Yeah, he's awesome and he's a huge Minnesota Vikings fan for his whole life is. obviously so uh, Larry and Don will take your phone calls Mackie and Judd also later on we have uh, Kevin Gorg going to make his first ever appearance on the Mackie and Judd show oh my God, in the yeah. 11 o'clock hour and Mike Golick Jr. in the noon Mackie and Judd now continue we're back on 1500 ESPN
6: Join 1500 ESPN at Menards in Brooklyn Park this Friday the 1500 ESPN promo team will be there between 4 and 6 p.m. with your chance to end upon a bunch of station prizes we'll have available for you. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Oh, it's been a, a fun hour so far. Drew McGarry was awesome.
1: Don in Philadelphia. Don in Philadelphia was. Eagles fan calling to try and talk some trash. A bunch of small I feel town. like that's like Philadelphia sports fan. That was the absolute stereotypical Philadelphia sports fan. Just calls oh, in yeah. to, we're going to trash talk like a professional wrestling manager. And that's your one gear. And you don't even have, it. Philadelphia must have such an inferiority complex, being that close to Boston and New York, yeah. and all of the success that those cities have had. Yes. And he's like, well, when's the last time the Twins won a World Series? I mean, not that long before the Phillies won the and, one that they won. And the Steelers
0: in your state have titles, and you don't Correct. win yeah. Super you're Bowls. Correct, you're even the best sports town in so, your so state. So you call us and tell us we're small. Yes. And um, really, when, when it comes to East Coast towns, you're pretty Which smart. is
1: because I believe Minneapolis is larger than Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh dominates Philadelphia in football. He was great, though. In hockey. Amusing call. In almost everything. So 651-646-8255. Larry, what's going on, man? The city of brotherly love, huh? <laughs> yeah. Something like that, Larry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Could have fooled me. Uh, <laughs> say, uh, I'm sixty-four. I've seen all the games. I totally expect them to go to the Super Bowl. If they don't win, I'll go fishing the next day, and everything will be fine. But uh, so you, I, I so you, so nothing, you won't be devastated. Less than that. I won't be devastated. No, I'd be disappointed. You know, but uh, no, I. You know, like I said, you know, if they win next week, which they should, I think. I'll go fishing on Monday and Tuesday and I'll be excited and by Wednesday I'll be over it. And if they don't win the Super Bowl, I'll go fishing the next day and get over it pretty quick.
1: That's good perspective from Larry. Thank you, Larry. Good perspective. Uh let's try let's try hold on a second. Let's go to uh a, a different Don. This isn't this isn't Don in Philadelphia. This is Don in Ohio. We can you're you're a certified Vikings fan. We can confirm that. Hello, Don. Don. So
2: first I want to apologize to you and your listeners uh don from philadelphia does not represent the dons of the world uh <laughs> we, we we dons and consider ourselves very smart intelligent and thoughtful individuals it's clear this this individual most likely was adopted His real name it's probably Chaz. so uh, again uh i hope that don from philadelphia does not best represent who dons are so i just want to say that first good Thank for you. clarification Thank you uh, for that. I appreciate that but that's that's fine um, Judd, you know, I think the world of you, obviously, because I created a Twitter handle under your uh, famous hoodies.
0: Oh, uh, I always appreciated appreciate
2: that. I could not disagree with you more on this. It's, it, you just, the reason why is the Vikings it's Super Bowl with us, and it's a very simple reason, because we need ammunition against other fan bases. Mm-hmm. It really is, because we're so sick and tired of hearing from the Super Packers pack fans about all these championships they've won, these Super titles they've won.
1: I mean, right. You're in so deep. You're in, Thank you, Don. We're up against a, a clock situation here, but you're, I, I I think the the layer of home Super Bowl adds even more fuel to the argument that Don and I are making, which is this is a, this isn't just an underdog. T- I mean, I get the Case Keenum's an underdog quarterback, but yeah. you can't say that Case Keenum's an underdog quarterback and also be like, well, we should you should sign him for 25 million dollars and he should be a you know MVP candidate. Well, if those things are true. Uh, he's just a real. He's a good quarterback now. It's not like he's Tim Tebow and he's completing forty percent of his passes and all of a sudden busts out a miracle to win a nine to six game at the end of every week. They're scoring points. It's the best defense in the NFL. So let's take a break. Keep the conversation going. Vikings prop bets on the horizon. It's Mackie and Judd.